0: Welcome to the Revenue Builders Podcast, a weekly show featuring B2B sales leaders and executives. Hosted by five-time CRO John McMahon and Force Management co-founder John Kaplan, the show takes guests in the barrel, behind the scenes with the people who've been there, done that, and seen the results. Revenue Builders covers best practices for scaling and growing your business while sharing the pitfalls to avoid. Great conversation, solid interviews, tangible takeaways to help you succeed. If you enjoy the content, please subscribe, rate, and review the show to help us reach more people. This show is brought to you by Force Management, where we help companies improve sales performance, executing the growth strategy at the point of sale. Check out forcemanagement.com for more information.
1: Enjoy today's episode. Hello, I'm Rachel Klepp-Miller, and I have a special conversation for you today. This episode is helping to launch a new podcast we're bringing you from force management. It's called Revenue Builders, and it will feature two gen- gentlemen who join me now, John Kaplan and John McMahon. Welcome to the both of you.
2: Hey, good to,
3: good to be here, Rachel. Thanks. Yes. Thanks, Rachel. How you doing, Big Bad John McMahon? <laughs> I'm doing great, Cap. What about you? Very good, brother. Very good. Looking forward to this. Yeah, this right, be-
1: right. So I have the um, distinct pleasure of wrangling you both today for a short conversation. I am, I'm excited about launching this podcast. I know you both are ready to go. We've been talking about this for a bit, and now it's uh, finally becoming a reality both of you, as many of the listeners know, are frequent guests on other podcasts. And I know that you're looking forward to highlighting some of the people you think it would be helpful for others to hear from. And we want... Rev- the new builders to be beneficial for those of you out there who are in the trenches trying to lead teams to drive that number. And uh, both of you, I know, hear from these people a lot. So let's talk a little bit about that. John McMahon, yeah. let's start with you. It's a bit confusing to have you both named John. Um, <laughs> but what's the most common question that you get from revenue leaders?
2: Mm. I don't, the most common question I get is do you have 15 minutes? for them to ask me some questions. That's the most common one. And actually, if I had 15 minutes for everybody, I mean, it'd be a long, long, long year. But when I do speak to people in those 15 minutes, what I find is that there's not really a common question, but there's a common thread. And the common thread is that they don't really understand the way things really work around them, whether it's internally or externally. So they've made some assumptions about how those things work. And then when I talk to them, I realize I don't think they really understand how that works. So they're, but they're either frustrated and that's why they're coming to me, or they're really curious and they want answers, but they're not really getting the answers. To those questions from the people that they work for, and for the from the companies that they work for, so that's why they're seeking other people like John Kaplan and myself for the answers.
1: Right to really have that understanding, uh, Kaplan. What what would you say to that? What is the most common question you get? Is is that it, or uh, yeah, no, else?
3: I I it's similar. I think people are they're yearning for the right company the right fit. Um, What's it like to be part of a great team? Not that they don't know what it's like to be part of a great team, but they're, they're really yearning for that. And I like the way John said that normally the reason why they're yearning for that is that something's not working in their current environment and they can't put their finger on it, but it's really uh, it really, uh it boils down a lot to the experience that they're dealing with right now is is just it's not working for them and it's and and they're trying to figure out if the grass is greener on the other side, John, I don't know how many people call you and say, hey, I need to leave this company right now. A lot of times I just ask, well, why? And you know, why can't you make your current environment a great environment? That's a lot of the conversations that I wind up having with people is that there's it's, you know, I think it's partly pandemic. It's partly there's just people are just unsettled. They're, they're not settled in where they are right now.
2: Or they're just not getting the answers to the questions that they keep asking. You know, yeah. they get kind of blown off. Or Okay, what's the forecast? Or what about this measure you missed last week? And they're not really getting the answers to their questions. So they get frustrated. They get, yeah. and, they're, and they're curious people. So they should get the answers. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully we can provide some inspiration and answers with, with revenue builders. And I know we've all talked a lot about what we don't want this podcast to be. And when you talk about leadership and sales effectiveness, I mean, you Google that and everybody, their brother, their sister, and their grandma have something to say about it. Um, and there's a lot of content that's just the same old stuff. And I think we've all... Um, witness to it. And I was curious to say what your perspective is on that and and what kind of bores you a lot about the content around answering those questions that you're talking about, uh, you were just talking about.
2: Yeah. I don't think that the current podcast content bores me. Some of it's, you know, very, very educational, but I think that it could be much more educational. So, it could dig much deeper into the different stakeholders in the companies and the different concerns of those stakeholders. So when salespeople interface with those people, they can interface with them more successfully. So for instance, we should talk a lot about digging deeper into the fundamental elements of sales, but I'd like to help people understand and take the mystery out of how some companies work. So what does a CFO really do? What does the chief people officer really do? Why? Do, what happens in client success? How, what happens on the at the board? What are they responsible for? You know, what roles do the VCs play? How do what goes into constructing a comp plan? How do companies actually scale the business? All of those things, I think the you know there's podcasts like John and I can do that can dig much deeper into those things and truly educate people on how those things work.
1: Yeah. There's definite benefit to kind of pulling that, that curtain back and getting in the weeds of that. What do you have to say about that Kaplan?
3: Yeah. I, um, I, what I probably don't lean towards very often is, um, when I need academics, there's tons of podcasts out there for academics, you know, the three steps of this, the five steps of that. You know, John and I talk about there's podcasts we really, really love. And, you know, I listen to people about, you know, health and working out and that kind of stuff. And and I do need those three steps of this or five steps of that. I, I need that. But I also realize um, that without like, in, you know, an emotional connection or the story behind the individuals and understanding the relationships of things. And like John said, I like what he said, going deeper uh, in the story. I'm really drawn to those. And when I, when you don't have it, I just don't get emotionally connected to it. Therefore, it's not, I don't know if I'm bored. I just, I don't wind up going back to it. And John, I think that's one reason why uh, the, your book, The Qualified Sales Leader, if, you know, if I could just sum up, you know, the feedback I've gotten from people that, you know, ask me about the book and, and or tell me, share their experiences, it, it's really wrapped around the story. The backbone of it is highly academic. The backbone, you know, the processes yeah. behind it are right. very mechanical and highly academic, which you need. But the story with which uh, uh, it unfolds, you can get emotionally connected to, and I think that's kind of the big difference. If, if, if I can hear about a topic and there's, I can get emotionally connected to a story. I'm in. If I can't, I really, really struggle to. to and I got ADD anyway, so yes. <laughs> there's
2: no story to it. I can't. That's, do it. A, that's already been established. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but is we Is that uh, what this podcast know, is about? My <laughs> ABB. All right. Well, we we'll, we will go dig and d- dig deeper into that too, because people are <laughs> curious and they are frustrated by not understanding that more. <laughs> but right. it's also being emotionally connected to the stakeholders in the company. If I truly understand like what a CFO is really concerned about, it's easier for me to go ahead and connect with that person. If I think they're just you know bean counters and that's all they do, I can't really connect with them. So it's I think. Educating people on exactly what all the stakeholders' concerns are,
1: and hearing it from their perspective, could be very educational. Yeah. If it, so, that emotional connection when I mean, we talk, we talk a lot about that to emotionally connect to what you do for a living, John Kaplan. You always say, uh, you know, believe what you, what you do matters. If if there was one thing for people to get out of these conversations, we're scheduling and uh, going to be launching soon, is that it or what would it be what would you want um the listeners to get out of it
2: that's for me rachel it's always here but all the scripts say mcmahon
3: first i i was going to bring that up but you know go
2: ahead i think it's exactly what we talked about i'd love to go you know get a cfo on a client success vp a bp of hr you know, a CEO, a VC, and let's go dig deep into what their concerns are. Let's go talk about how you scale a company. Let's talk about how, you, how and why you funded the company. Let's go talk about, you know, what a CFO is truly concerned about when you're going to go talk to them. So I think if we dig into those things with those different types of stakeholders, it'll be a completely different podcast. Awesome. And then John and I will have a little fun with it too. <laughs> yeah, Rachel, right. so right. I, uh, I, um,
3: the, the emotional connection one's big for me. My father used to tell me all the time, uh, when I was younger, he would say, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. And, um, I, I I actually realized uh, I wind up listening to podcasts and I'm very curious about people's stories. And John and I have a lot of relationships with some, we're blessed to have a lot of relationships with some very, very successful people that have built, you know, elite organizations that have funded elite situations that have gotten great business outcomes, but all of them had stories, they were, they had backgrounds, they had, you know, parents, they had, uh, you know, hopes and dreams when they were younger and then how they realized those uh, later on in life. And I think that um, if, if, you know, our wish is if, if we could share those stories uh, with people and help them realize that there is a, there are some common themes and some pathways to success. Not everybody's story is the same, but there are common themes and pathways to those success, uh, to those successes. I think that would be just a home run.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love listening to your stories and I've heard a lot of them over the years at force management. um, And I know that we'll be sharing a lot of the, a lot of them as it comes to this episode. And I know that um, both of you, uh, like to take some jabs at, at each other, and I know these episodes will have a, a lot of color. So let's just end with a, f- a fun story as as we wrap up. Let's add.
2: I'd like a each fun of story you. About you know, Kathleen. A fun story about. <laughs> <Kathleen>. <laughs> yeah, whatever
1: you want. Right? What's the funniest? He's going thing first.
2: That <laughs> He's going first. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, what's the fun story about?
1: Funniest thing that's ever happened on a sales
2: call. Mm-hmm.
1: Can you narrow it down?
2: I don't know if this thing is, is really funny, but it would have made for a great um, Saturday night live skit. So I remember it was the end of the quarter. It was like five o'clock at night, last day of the quarter. And I get a conference call from the VP that was running the central U.S. that had promised to do like a multi million dollar deal. And he had the regional director, the area director, the sales rep on the call. And um, he said he didn't think it was going to happen because he couldn't get in touch with uh, his champion. So I said, okay, let's call them. So we're all on the line and we call the the customer and we get the customer's voicemail. And I think we all assumed that the sales rep that dialed the customer, you know, had hit the right button to end the voicemail. But So the VP then goes on a tirade, you know, saying, that's it, if they don't do this deal now, I'm never gonna sell them any software. In fact, I'm never going to even give them the discount that they asked for. Screw those guys. So he's really, really mad. And as we're talking about it, calm down and everything. It's going to be okay. Let's see what we could do. All of a sudden we hear, your message will end in 15 seconds. So everybody's oh scrambling. They're like trying to know the code to erase the message. Hey, hit seven, six pounds. No, hit four, nine star. Hey, try three, seven pounds. And all of a sudden we hear,
1: Goodbye. (gasps) (laughs) That makes me want to throw up.
2: So then it was interesting because the customer kept it really quiet. About a month later, we talked him into doing a corporate visit and the corporate visit the whole morning. I was waiting for the customer to bring, bring it up. Never brought it up. And he was really professional and he waited until everybody left for a coffee break. And he pulled me and the, president or CEO side, And he said, just want to let you know, I did hear that voicemail. And that was it. And he he left it at that. And he he did get his discount.
1: (laughs) Pain and suffering. Oh my gosh. Awkward.
2: Yeah, really (laughs) awesome.
1: To be clear, that didn't involve John Kaplan.
2: Did not. Uh, I right. thought he was going
3: down one end of the quarter. <laughs> <he> was gonna... <laughs> there's, there's definitely several, uh, several like that. Um, I, when, when you sent that out, Rachel, of, um, and I don't. Again, I don't know if this is funny, but it's probably one of the most shocking things that I've ever seen um, on the sales call. We were working with a large manufacturer. Um, on their side and we went into the boardroom it was the last day of the quarter um we were um, in the boardroom there was the vp of procurement there was the vp of engineering there was the vp of manufacturing um there might have been some other people oh there was a uh, like director of procurement and it was like their pit bull there uh they had were trying to play like Uh, good cop, bad cop. And we thought that we had the market cornered on good cop, bad cop, but they, uh, they had an interesting, they had an interesting strategy that day. So I get up and uh, I'm there. Let's just call my boss. uh, Let's just call my boss, Terry at the time, Johnny. (laughs) uh, So I I get up, (laughs) Johnny knows who this is. So I get up there and I, you know, spend 15 minutes with a, a, a great oratory of, you know, this is our offer. These are your problems. This is our solution. And I write everything up there and I tell them what our offer is. And their their little pit bull gets up and he says, Mr. Kaplan, thank you very much for, um, it, uh, it, you know, elaborating on that. We thank you for that offer. And what I didn't realize is on the whiteboard, it was one of those split whiteboards that there's a whiteboard behind it. And so they let me get up there for 15 minutes and think that I'm and they're nodding their head and they're giving me some like, you know, validation. And I'm like, this is going great. And the dude symbolically walks up to the whiteboard and shifts mine to the right. So where it di- totally disappears in the little whiteboard, uh, the little whiteboard uh, mechanical thing, it just disappears off to the right. And there's their offer. And it is a 50% all I see is like a 50% discount. And he starts, the pit bull starts to talk about the offer and Terry opens up his, goes into his bag, opens up his cell phone. It was like one of those flip phone motorolas at the time. I'm vividly, I'm sitting right next to him watching this. He opens up the flip phone, dials his administrative aide. In the middle of why this guy's talking, he says, yeah, uh, Denise, um, yeah, um, it looks like I'm going to be leaving early. Can you give me another flight? The entire side, their entire (laughs) side, their eyeballs are coming out of their head. It's their eyeballs are so wide open And they cannot believe what's going on. Terry is not even smiling. He just said, like, a few words. Denise, I'll never forget it. Yeah, Denise, it looks like I'm going to need to leave here early. Can you get me on the uh, first flight out? Uh, And the pit bull loses his mind. Now, remember, this is procurement people. They got all these strategies, right? Right. (laughs) And the pit bull says, this is an outrage In the spirit of negotiation, I will tell you this we will not pay a dime over 20% discount. Terry looks at him, doesn't even smile, doesn't even do a facial expression, gets back. He still, Denise is still on the phone and he says, Denise, I'll call you back. Clamps the flip phone, looks at the group and says, now, I think we're getting somewhere. And I mm-hmm. will never forget it. The pit bull lost his mind. It's the most unprofessional thing I've ever seen. And the VP of procurement, before he, and Terry's not saying anything. I'm not saying anything because I don't even have a breath left in me. I'm thinking I, we just died and then we got revived. And the you're VP like, where's my whiteboard? Right. Where's <laughs> yeah. my, and the VP of procurement says, with a smile on his face, he says, I think now is a good time for us to take a break. Looks <laughs> yeah. over at Terry and smiles and realize exactly what just happened there. It's like when procurement learns a lesson from sales. I think Terry should be one of our guests, by the
2: yes, way. Yes, he should definitely be one of our guests. He moved the whole power shift. He shifted the power in that one, one you know comment when he it called me. Is- he, he shifted the power
3: completely. It was uh, um, by, by far the best negotiator that I've ever met in my life, but, um, and I have some, I have some, some, uh, we should get him on, uh, well, just said one little last one that I remember right around the holidays, we're sitting there with a customer. I kind of figured, why did I keep bringing him to these closing deals? <laughs> he looks at a customer one time. It was like on Christmas Eve or something. And he looks at a customer when they're asking him for something. He said, do I look like I'm sitting under mistletoe? <laughs> he was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. We're going to get him on. Let's do that. Oh, we'll, yeah. definitely have to that. We'll,
1: we'll make a uh, great episode where we reveal who Terry is.
3: Yes, yes, our friends will know who that is, our friends that are listening will know who that that is (laughs) Looking forward to it
1: Great, well I'm looking forward to getting these episodes recorded Thank you John Kaplan, John McMahon, appreciate the short conversation today Okay,
3: let's go Let's go Revenue
1: Revenue Builders in the Barrel with John McMahon and John Kaplan Subscribe, tell your friends it's coming your way Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check us out
0: at forcemanagement.com.